Well, look at this. You're here and I'm pleased because I really dig your company. Hey guys, it's me, Danny, and you're listening to the Just Saying Podcast. Since it's not officially like December 31st, I don't know if it's appropriate to be like, we made it. <laughs> you know, like it's 2020, but the truth is it is fast approaching, right? So we, we should celebrate that. I don't want to push too quickly, though, because the, the truth is we still got days to go and we need to treat those these final days of this year, this decade, as importantly as we do the beginning days of the new year, because actually finishing the race, you know, so like we can't just be like we those steps that get you to the finish line are as important as the beginning of the race. So don't dismiss these last days as though they're nothing days because we know that the new year is starting already. All of these days are important as well. And so what I thought would be great was to have some time of reflection during this these last couple of days. So this is why I'm putting this out early because I want you guys to listen to what of course, what I have to say, but I also have a couple of friends who I will insert periodically throughout this episode because I had some of my friends reflect on their year and to also speak about what they would like to do different this year. So the questions that were given, they were not the same for everybody, but everybody answered at least two of these questions. So they will be talking about something that they plan to do differently in the new year. They will also speak about something they plan on giving up from 2019. Uh, Then I also asked a couple of people to speak about any relationships they would like to cultivate um, in this upcoming year. And also I wanted to speak about maybe a movie that that impacted them this year which I think is is pretty deep because we have some good movies that came out this year I'll discuss some of that as well in this episode so look forward to hearing some reflections from some of the friends of the show and also let's get into what has been going on in the year 2019 I want to leave in 2019 being perfectly inconsistent. I want to leave my weight in 2019. In 2020, I want to be living my best entrepreneurial life. I want to be open to new ideas, new opportunities, and I want to be more consistent in reaching my goals. So that was Keisha, who was one of the guests on the episode uh, with Queen and Slim, but she also was the voice you hear at the opening of the last episode, the Christmas episode. And so shout out for Keisha for coming through to not only give us her reflections, but to also sing us a quick little song. This year started out (laughs) as far as like news and celebrity goes, this year started out real ugly because we got those daggone R. Kelly documentary and the R. Kelly thing never ended. I mean, just so you guys know, if you, if you don't, we still talking about R. Kelly. He got more charges put on him just recently about like the Aaliyah um, birth certificate forgery and all of that stuff. It's supposedly a new charge for him now. And just like R. Kelly, those documentaries were stressful to watch. It was stressful to talk about. There was a lot of content going on with R. Kelly. It was like every day, it seemed like something new was going on with him. Like, remember, it was all of the accusations that came out on the documentary. Remember that, um, There was like the woman who posted his bail. There was the story about his his ex-wife 
celebrating R. Kelly and then also putting him down and nobody knew where the heck she stood. There was the stories about all the child support he owed. There were stories about him going to other countries. You know, there was the singing a new song about who want to come home with R. Kelly from other countries. I think he was in Africa or something. There were videos of R. Kelly talking about they should have tried to take me down before that. There was just a lot of R. Kelly. And I was like, boy, if we don't get if we don't get rid of this man, there was a whole uh, hashtag cancel R Kelly culture that was going on where everybody was just like nobody listened to his music no more, don't help him make any more money. And there was a whole nother group of people that was like, I don't care what R Kelly did, his music still makes me feel good, and I'm still stepping in the name of love. Like all of those things happened in one year like it was the year it has been the year of r kelly and i don't know why it never ends but it was like i guess r kelly had because right now he in he in prison oh we also had the the gail king interview that just was horrific to watch he didn't have no handlers. Nobody's in his corner. Like, nobody. <laughs> he don't got no people. Because the people that he had who helped him to do all of these horrible things, allegedly, those are not friends. Those were never friends of his. Those people were just simply there for the money. And now that he evidently doesn't have any, he don't got no people, y'all. Only people he seemed to have was those two girls that early 20s that was riding with him talking about they his girlfriends or whatever they did they own interview as well now it seems one of those girls even left and was just like you know what I I can't do it no more either so this whole R. Kelly thing child I mean when I tell you I, I never would have told you at the beginning of the year that this R. Kelly situation was going to ride as long as it has written but I suppose that because R. Kelly has been, again, allegedly doing these things since the 90s, it's got to be a long, drawn-out process because this is just, what, 20, 30 years of, of, you know, this nonsense. And so there were all these artists who were denouncing him and telling about the things they saw at studios and we know so many people worked with R. Kelly and you know we we did unfairly accuse some artists of not being like not telling the truth when the truth needed to be told but there were people who were trying to speak about it like Sparkle for example who has forever and always accused this man of sleeping with her niece or inappropriate behavior around her niece and and when she was telling the story nobody wanted to listen to her so it was kind of like a damned if you do damned if you don't situation anyway because some people were speaking about it and those people were condemned we ain't never heard Sparkle Sparkle ain't never been able to come out with an album and and so we we saying that the, all these artists that we believe should have known, should have told, but when people were telling nobody wanted to listen to it, we were just still like, you know, Chocolate City is a good album, and um, I don't even know what the name of the other albums are, but like the Red Double Disc or whatever, like people were just so busy, you know, half on a baby that nobody cared about it. We were so busy ignitioning that we didn't we didn't give enough credit where credit was due. So shout out to Sparkle because Sparkle has been saying since day one that this man was wrong and inappropriate and her story ain't never changed. So I don't know. I'm, this story going to keep going, but I don't know, you know, when it'll end. I hope that it ends soon just for everybody, even for, for R. Kelly, like even for him, Robert need to go head on and get a resolution to this as well so that he can move on and get, hopefully get some counseling or something because he ain't going to be, even if he goes to jail, even if he is sentenced, he will not be there for forever. And when he come out, it's going to be a different world because all of this me too and the toxic masculinity does not, 
have much room in today's world, so he's going to have to learn something different. And an old man is hard to teach new tricks. This year, we lost Aretha Franklin, the queen of soul. They're just nobody like her. She just had one of those voices, man. And she had a pretty long career. That funeral, though, that funeral was long as ever. We were watching it live it it televised live so many people were just uh waiting for it mostly because it had like a star-studded I'm going to say cast at this point because it was a whole show it there was so much going on people was missing work trying to watch it it just went on for hours and hours and performance after performance it was like a concert and it just was extra everybody talked about it that's all everybody was talking about for a long time I think even now like when people had to wait for stuff people still were just like man I waited for it it felt like I waited the whole entire Aretha Franklin funeral you know because it was it just was long and they didn't do that lady right I think that it was more of a show people was talking about political stuff and it just what was happening it was a spectacle up there I mean people were you know like their songs were great most of them anyway and everything but the speeches just were unnecessarily there were a lot of people who gave speeches that had nothing to do with Aretha Franklin and I remember us just talking about it and being like what the hell was that what was that you know, sometimes you think you're doing something or people will set out the, to say that they are doing something for to honor a person. But once you you can go too far and now it's no longer honoring, now it's disrespecting and even overshadowing the person that you say you're trying to honor. And I think that that funeral was a disrespect. It was not a celebration of Aretha Franklin. But. Miss Aretha, I hope somewhere you have been, I hope that you have made it to heaven and that you found your peace. Because if you did, you don't care about none of what's going on down here. They keep saying that there's a Aretha Franklin movie. I hear that Jennifer Hudson is doing the damn thing in this movie. I don't know when it's set to come out, but y'all know if it do, I'm going to talk about it. So <laughs> hopefully it come out soon because after a while, we all just going to be like, I won't even really care that much. I mean, we won't go because, you know, as I'm going to say many times during this episode, I'm rooting for everybody black, but it, 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 we already are almost up on a year now. So like they need to come on with it or like, sit it on down it's next thing you know it's just gonna be up on netflix and you know i'm gonna watch it still but it ain't gonna have the same effect okay you know real quick the white ladies was out here paying for their kids to go to college or well paying for their college admissions so that the kids could get in even if they weren't qualified to be there ain't nobody shocked None of us were shocked. We were just like, oh, I guess so. And they ain't nothing really turned of it. Like, there wasn't no real convictions. There wasn't no real nothing. You know, it kind of just kind of died down because so many other things happened in the news that we just kind of forgot about it. I ain't got much to say about it now. I mean, I, I, I'm i sure that whatever I said on the podcast episode, you guys can run back and see that. But I don't really care. This is Tehran, who was also in the Queen and Slim video. He gave us the space to use to record that video. And also, he's been on a couple of the episodes. You guys have heard his voice on the podcast um, a few times, actually. And hopefully, he will be a guest more often in the upcoming year. I'm leaving the fear of rejection in 2019 and in 2020, I'm going to be intentional and I'm going to be consistent. 
baby. You know what came out was that Beyonce at Coachella. Okay. It was, I mean, it was just the HBCU extravaganza, child. I mean, <laughs> we had her come out two nights at Coachella. You were able to watch it live. Yes, I did stay up to watch the whole thing live. I think it came out on YouTube, and I had to watch it on YouTube, but whatever it did, I was up, and it was late because Coachella on the other side of the country, and so the time difference was crazy, but I still did it. Beyonce was, I believe she was the first African-American female to headline Coachella, which we always breaking down doors, and I love that. That show was so wonderful. What made that show even better, though, was when we learned that Beyonce did not get paid as much as she could have from Coachella because she was able to brokerage the fact that she wanted to keep the rights to her performance. Yes, she kept the rights to her performance, which then meant that she was able to um, put it out the songs out as an album that we all were able to rock to. I still rock to the album today in my car. Yes, I do sing the Coachella renditions of the albums that I already had. But we also found out that there was the documentary for the, and then we were able to see like all of the prep for this thing. And child, like all of the work she did. And that's when I learned Beyonce just like me, because that, that woman told us that when she got pregnant, she had that baby. Before she had the, uh, those twins, my girl got up to 200, a little over 200 pounds. And I was like, oh girl, we were sitting here eating the same snacks, I guess. But we are not the same in the fact that she turned around and lost like a good hundred pounds quickly. That was that Janet Jackson thing. Cause y'all know back in the day, Janet Jackson used to get thick. And then when it was sore time, she would just like slim it all down. Don't nobody know how she did it. Or we didn't know how she did it back then. Cause Janet don't never talk to nobody, but it was good to see Beyonce talking to us it was good to see how she worked it was good to see the work ethic it was good to see her and her husband it was good to see her and her children it was good even when she when we got to that point where in the documentary where Beyonce was trying on old clothes and she was elated that she could fit old clothes and so much so she wanted to call her husband who was busy at work who had to like be like oh yeah it's great and it was like oh so sometimes they really just regular couple like like, would they not just, like, the quote-unquote demigods that everybody tries to make them out to be, like, these are actual people, people where she, you know, felt a celebration in her spirit, and she wanted her husband to celebrate in the same way, and we all see that he clearly was not, but he knew that she wanted one and tried to give and fake as much as possible, but I just loved all of that, all of the process, all of the understanding, because sometimes we just think that they are so superstars that we don't realize that there is actual work, that there is actual sacrifice, that there is actual accountability being had and sometimes just tiredness being had that, you know, even hearing Beyonce say that she pushed and she pushed and she pushed to do this Coachella thing, but she wished that she had not because she felt like she pushed too much, you know, and I just, I just appreciate it seeing all of it I think that it was wonderful there was clothes that were um sold people were able to buy the sweatshirts people were be were able to buy all types of you know merch from this thing I mean I just think like they capitalized on that whole thing like crazy and it was just it was just a dope situation we also lost John Singleton this year Wonderful writer, wonderful producer. He did Boys in the Hood. He did Higher Learning. He did um, was Baby Boy. He did the new TV show Snowfall, in which I enjoyed all the seasons, and I'm looking forward to an, another season. 
He also did some other movies that I didn't even know. A lot of that stuff, if you want to know and you don't know, you guys look it up on the internet to where I live. Or you can go ahead on and go back to that episode. It's entitled Dear John. That was an episode about John Singleton. Um, I just really, I love the fact that he was able to represent a area that wasn't being spoken about in cinema and he gave jobs to a lot of people who would not have been given the opportunity in the same way and anytime of course you know I move her by black and I think I've seen every piece of work that John Singleton has put out and if I haven't then I'm I don't know how I missed it, to be honest with you. And I wasn't even at that time being like, oh, I want to see all the John Singleton stuff. It just was like, that was these were black movies, and I wanted to see black movies. I always do. I want to know about black stories. And, you know, you just want to have fun sometimes. So shout out to John. Man, them the South going to try to go come in and take a, a woman's right to choose away. Whether you agree with people having abortions or not, you, the fact is is that I always agree on it's not the it shouldn't be the government's choice to to make that choice from you. It shouldn't be their right to just decide that women can't do things with their bodies, especially when a lot of these, you know, people want you to just go ahead on and have these babies and then they don't want to take care of them. They're just kind of like, if you have a baby, the people are there to support you. But that's not the truth. There really aren't people who are there to support you in the way that you believe that people will support you. And so, you know, I I think that there were a lot of, I heard that there were a lot of people who had gone up against some of the states and it caused people, states to change the wording or change the rulings that they once were trying to put forth. And so, you know, if, if you want to hear my views a lot more on that, you could go to the episode, I believe it's a call entitled, my, So My Body Ain't Mine Anymore, or something like that. I don't know. Go <laughs> if you roll back, you'll find it though. Whoever doesn't know Summer by now, this is my best friend, my sister. I love her. I always like to have conversations with her. You can say anything to Summer, and she don't never be like what. So like my thoughts are completely free there. And so hearing her reflect in her thought process is always interesting to me. So best friend. Hey, girl. Hi, this is Summer wishing everyone a very happy new year. So as I prepare for the 2020, I am starting to design my life in the way that I see fit for me. So I've written down a couple goals and I now know the path that my life needs to take. So some of the things I'm going to be doing, I'm going to really be focusing um, in on 2020 on some career goals as some um, as well as some school goals that I have to get accomplished very quickly. One of the movies that I found really interesting, there were actually two at, um, if you really want to know, I watched Queen and Slim, I think everyone's favorite love story um, right now. So Queen and Slim was a great movie. I also had the opportunity to watch Richard Jewell, the um, Atlanta uh, Olympic bomber, which was very interesting to see uh, the compare and contrast. Did he do it? Did he not do it? Um, it definitely leaves you thinking uh, there could have been a possibility. So that and one of the things I'm going to leave in um, 2019 is questioning myself and not believing that I could do it because there were a lot of things um, within the last two years that I did not know I could do and found out that I Aisha Curry got in trouble about some statement that she said at the beginning of the year. Then she sat down at the red table talk to try to clear all that up, which, of course, is the place where people go now to try to clear some things up. The red table talk really just kind of is doing a thing for people, especially for black people. But 
She has a lot of white people on there to talk about controversial things as well. But back to the Currys. Aisha Curry did some, she said something, then her and her mama, and I think it was her sister or her sister-in-law, I can't remember, but the women went on to the red table talk to have some conversations. She she said some things on there that just seemed, you know, a little controversial, but kind of blew over. Nobody was really that worried about Aisha Curry. Then um the end of the year then brought up some supposed leak news of Steph Curry. So I don't know if it's true. I didn't see it. I don't want to, but you know, people, uh, there were a bunch of news that were like leaked last week. So of some celebrities, some supposed celebrities who know anymore. I'm interested in it, but the Curry's did start out the year in the year with a bang. That's all I got to say. And then when they see us came out on Netflix and child, it was, I think four episodes I watched the first one alone. It was heavy. Then two of my friends were watching it together. So I said, let's all watch it together. We did. Uh, It was very deep. And so by the time we got to the third episode, it was like, they were like, this is enough. I don't know if I can take any more. I'm going to go to bed. And I said, nope, I'm in. I can't sleep without seeing the end of this thing. So I said, I I told them I'm going to watch the ending. So finally they decided I'll watch it too. And one of them did watch it. The other one said they were going to watch it in the morning. When I tell you that last episode was so heavy, it was so heavy that it was excellently done everything about that movie just learning more about it I had already known about the exonerated five uh but to see it in the light that it was that it was presented in by Ava DuVernay and the way that these young men betrayed these characters or not even be not characters, but these actual people, and then the whole press junket that they did, you know, going on Oprah, who doesn't even have a show anymore, but it became a show again, was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know, and it was one of those things that just evolved into a whole movement of everybody wanting to learn about other people who were wrongfully convicted and it 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 just snowballed into so much I hear that the Oscars aren't doing so well with this thing I don't know I, I I'm not really sure we'll have to see how that plays out because I'm just you know still just doing my review and uh somebody tried to sue Ava DuVernay because she used the name of a interrogation tactic that they said that they created and they were saying that that wasn't the actual way that the, his interrogation tactic was supposed to be used and it was misportrayed and it was like blah 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 shut up don't make a time for this so yeah it was like amazing if you haven't seen it and you feel like you are mentally prepared, I suggest you see it. I heard a lot of people say that they started it, it was too heavy for them, and they couldn't proceed, and I don't blame you for that. You can always read the story because, like I say, Ava told, directed, helped to um bring to life a story in such a way that it is it is heavy to see so if you can do if you can't don't if you have my heart feel for you because I was crying everything in my bed I think I was snotty nosed at one point so you know it was it was a good one By now, we done made it to, like, the middle of the year, and this is when all of the big stuff happened for me personally in my life, because 
the day before the 4th of July, which would be July 3rd, I almost died. Literally. I was so sick. I landed myself in the hospital. Um, I did speak about this briefly, but I was kind of very vague about it because when I was talking about it, I still was like cloudy in my mind. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I thought that I was better than I really was, but you know, I don't think that I really felt clearly myself until maybe September but I was trying to push past that because you know like you're in the hospital for a couple of days and then they send you home and people want you to they want to hear you say you're okay because they want to not have to stress about it anymore and everybody wants to believe that you know when when they can see you then that means you are better but mentally I wasn't as good as I wanted people to believe I was. And sometimes I wasn't as good as even I believe I believed that I was. What happened was I found out that I was, um, I had like a diabetic episode. I didn't even know I was diabetic, but I found out very, very clearly when I arrived at the hospital with a blood sugar level of 945 or something like that. It was like 950 something, which if you're not familiar with all of this, that is where we are hitting stroke levels. That is where we are hitting the diabetic coma levels. And I didn't go into either one of those. So, you know, I feel like a miracle has happened with me because Guys, I lost my eyesight, and um, I I was also completely dehydrated. I should have been dead, and I did not die. I also was put on insulin, and I had to take a lot of insulin, you guys. And by the time we reached... I had glasses, like there was a lot going on and I was just like, uh, I was out of work for like weeks now. If if anybody is listening to the show, I quit my job right before I got sick and then I came back to my job and then I almost died and then I was out of work for weeks and then I came back to my job, okay? And so... um it was just a lot going on. The good thing is, is that I've been taken off of the insulin. I don't do any insulin injections at all. Um, my eyesight is back and it is, um, it is completely back. I don't wear glasses, contacts, none of those things. There is really no, has not been as of yet any explanation as to why my body was pushed to an extreme, except that I can say that I found myself in in extremely stressful conditions that apparently for me were a lot more stressful than I understood until I got sick. Um, Mentally, it was a mental mentally stressful position that I was not able to handle and it caused me to be sick. I think that once I left my job, my body was trying to decompress from some of that stress and that then too was more stressful than I needed, that I that I could actually handle and wasn't being truthful about how I felt in those situations. But I feel great. I started running. I started exercising. I am definitely a lot more healthy with myself. My body is going through a transition right now where I've been losing a lot of weight. And um, I just feel good about myself. I feel good about my body. I feel good about my ability. It makes me now want to work even harder for some of these things. So 2020 for me is going to be one of those times of growth for sure. Like I feel like I've grown a lot this year and now I am in a space where I'm not afraid of doing some of the things that I have in my head and I wanted to do and I wasn't able to do because I was fearful of my own self. And now I feel like 
there are lots of spaces where I'm not afraid anymore and I'm not even concerned about what the quote unquote the people have to say about the things that I need to do to be better me. So shout out to, you know, living and life and all of that because I could be dead right now and I'm not. And that's what's important. Speaking about me and some stuff, if y'all remember, this was also right after I almost died is when I broke up with my ex. And what does that mean? It means that we were already broken up, okay? Like we we weren't in a relationship anymore and that was official and it was understood. However, sometime this year, we started to communicate. And when we started to communicate, there were some spaces where we got comfortable with each other and so some of the conversations there weren't any meetups or anything but some of the conversations that we were having were just becoming too close to the conversations that you kind of have with people that you're like connected with and so I had to then be like no dog like we can't do this thing and so I had to break up with my ex. I had to tell my ex like we can't even we can't even talk anymore. I don't believe because there's an ugliness. Now you can listen to that whole episode. I'm not going any deeper into it. That episode is also called I broke up with my ex, which and so I went deep into it. We had a whole conversation cuz that com- that episode I recorded right after that conversation with my ex. So everything was still fresh and new. My if your heart isn't in it, like I was still in it. It was my heart was still feeling what I was that conversation and so I feel like that was a good a conversation for people to learn from and I learned for myself so you know I got my body I was starting to get I, I just you know started to realize that my body needs to be healthier and then that conversation was a conversation where I knew that my spirit was was healthier and that you know my head was healthier my like my mentality was healthier and so growth on growth on growth on growth gang gang you know what I'm saying just, <laughs> just you know, was, and it is, and it's still good, you know, I'm great, and I'm still great in that space as well. Vaughn, <laughs> my best friend, the person I spend a lot of my Atlanta time with, just, you can you can give your thoughts to him and he will process them and make me think more, make me grow more. And he never lets me get comfortable. As soon as I ever feel like, okay, this is a good place, he'd be like, what you doing next? How you going to grow? And I'd be like, boy, I'm trying to stay right here and be comfortable. And he'd be like, well, why would we do that? So, you know, I love him in just the way that, like, Summer is my sister, Vaughn is my brother. And like those people, I can't, I call them my best friends because I guess I haven't been doing enough justice to them. They are my family. I do love them in in a different way than just a friendship, which is what friendships should do. They should evolve into family and we have. And so the reflection and Vaughn, <laughs> as you'll see, Vaughn is that movie guy. Like we we go in the movies and this last one, this Queen of Slim, we really went back and forth on that one. Um, because our views were really different on this movie. But I love him because I we don't always have to agree. And when we don't agree, it's never ugly. It's just like we just don't agree. So here we go. Hello, so this is Vaughn from Atlanta. I was asked to provide some answers to a few questions for the I'm Just Saying podcast for my girl, Danny. Um, so something that I will give up in 2019 for me is online dating. In 2020, I am not getting on the apps anymore. I can't take it. I'm never meeting the person that is that I'm supposed to be meeting um, when I'm going through online profiles. So this is all to me. It's not getting me anywhere. So in 2020, we're going to have to meet some type of some type of new way, some divine way, walking down the street, at the gas station, in church. I don't know, but we ain't meeting online no more because I can't do it. Um, something I plan on doing in the new year, I plan on stepping out the box in my career. So 
I do a lot of things. I'm in IT. Um, I like to start businesses. I found myself um, starting a, a lot of businesses and trying to find my niche and passion and different things. So in any of those areas that I do, um, and there's quite a few, I'm not trying to list them all right now. I'm just trying to make myself uncomfortable and trust God in my uncomfortable state. So whether I'm supposed to switch IT contracts or, you know, something else, I don't know. But in 2020, I'm trying to um, just step out more in my career field. But I don't really know what that looks like yet. So I will be thinking about that in the new year. Um, a relationship that I would like to cultivate, probably just with my dad. Uh, we got a chance to talk the other day, and I called him just to see how he was doing, but we were on the phone for about an hour, maybe a little over an hour, which was surprising to me. So it was a very warm conversation, something that we never really get a chance to do. So uh, I think that was needed. I think I'm, I would like to see us become a little closer because I never really was as close to my dad as most people are. And so that's one relationship that I would like to cultivate more. All right. Now, the last question was for me to provide a movie that greatly impacted me in 2019. Now, I am a movie buff. I like to see movies. And um, yeah, I'm at the movies like once a month. And um, this was a hard one for me because um, you know I had to go through my list of movies that I've seen to kind of give my formal review of what I think of the movie. So I <laughs> so I will start with the the neck positive. Let's start with the positives. Alright, so this year I saw what Black and Blue, Overcomer, which was a um inspirational movie, Twenty One Bridges, which was an action packed movie. Um Angel Has Fallen, Harriet, which was amazing, The Kitchen um, my girl Tiffany Haddish was in that Lion King, you know about that Emmanuel, which was a movie It really didn't hit the theaters um, A lot across the nation But it was like a documentary about the Charleston, South Carolina shooting And some of the experiences From um, The people that that made it Through the shooting, and that was very Very uh, heartbreaking And very, very interesting documentary um, Very, very impactful I saw even fun movies like Secret Life of Pets, Aladdin, um, Little, um, what are some other good movies? Oh, When They See Us. Now, that's probably, I'm going to probably, out of all those movies I mentioned, probably put that at the top of my positive, um, on the positive side, that that was probably the best movie I've seen in 2019, if you can consider that a movie. Um, but you know, the four-part series on Netflix. When They See Us was very, very impactful to me. I cried. I It affected me for days. Um, that's probably... I would probably put that at the, at the highest. And then um, movies like Harriet and About the History um, and even like Overcomer, which was inspirational movies. Movies with positive messages, um, very good acting, good storyline, good uh, cinematography. All those things to me are important in the movie and I would say that those uh three or four movies that I mentioned were very very good for me now the negatives my negative my negative list is pretty small I would say um some bad movies I saw this year was um Escape Room Glass which was terrible with Samuel L. Jackson uh The Intruder The Intruder excuse me uh, I think they had Megan Good in it terrible Ma, I was very surprised that Ma was not as good as I thought it was going to be um, with Octavia Spencer. Um, I did not like It, the movie It. Terrible. Don't even waste your time. Terrible. Um, and then for me, my negative would be Queen of Slim. I did, did not like Queen of Slim. Um, I probably hated it more than I liked it. There were a lot of good things I liked in it, but overall, I would not see that movie again. Um... So, I would say, yeah, I don't know if I need to go into any detail about why I don't like those movies, but I would like to focus on the movies that I do like, which I already did, so those would be my answers. Thank you so much. Great talking to you. Bye. Oh, 
Fantasia had the people up in a tizzy when she started talking about being submissive to your husband. It was like all of the women was like, I ain't going to be submissive to no man that don't know how they and don't deserve and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, baby girl, you missing the whole point because none of this was anybody telling you to be submissive to your horrible relationship. She was talking about the relationships where you feel respected and so you want to respect and all of that. And again, you want to look listen to the episode because these are just brief (laughs) brief reviews of what happened this year but I thought it was a very good conversation if I had started my group discussions before I did that that would have been one of the ones that I I would have liked to have the group discussions about the group discussions will be moving forward though so we going. I'm going to look forward to having some more of those. But I really would have loved to have a group discussion about that because I think that that with you know a few married women and a few single women would have been a wonderful discussion to have. But I you know ain't no regrets. The year is what it was, and it's going to be great upcoming year. Like I said, so Fantasia, you threw the people for a loop. There was then another video where it was her and her husband, and they were speaking about it. Her husband was giving his viewpoint of what submission really meant for for not only them, but what they felt like it meant for couples. I just thought that it was a great idea, and I think people, you know, they just kind of was hating on Fantasia because people think they better than her because the story has always been Fantasia can't read, and so people just kind of felt like since you can't read, you can't be telling me how to do nothing, but it's like, Fantasia, you got the man, so, you know, there must be something she know, but we'll see how that works out anyway. I don't know. I think maybe because her husband isn't like a known celebrity or something, people also didn't give credence to that. But again, you're going to have to listen to the whole episode if you really want to know my full opinion on that Fantasia submission stuff. Go ahead on and check that one out. You know, after you listen to all of this and then you do like all of your reflection, then you go ahead and do all of that. So (laughs) we'll see y'all later. This one is very special to me. If you look on the internet, you will be able to find her as the rapping principal. Um, She grew up next door to me, or let me just say that I grew up next door to her. Um, Her family and my family have been connected for years. Her big sister and my aunt, who I thought was my big sister in my spirit, Um, our best friends. And when I when I saw this woman as a kid, she was a teenager, I believe. I don't think she's that much older than me, to be honest with you. But to me, she just seemed like who I wanted to be. And so I just, you know, always look to her like she's so cool. And she just used to be out there rapping. And it was dope to me back then. And now to see her use that in the the way that she does. She's the principal at one of the public schools in in my city. Um, It's a African-based, cultural-based school. And so they cultivate the, the black and brown children and and I just love what she does. She gave me an opportunity to actually teach what I, some of my knowledge to some children for a special program. And, you know, I have forever been grateful for that. Um, it was a definite boost in my confidence, her ability to um, see in me more than what I thought of myself at that time. So I greatly appreciate her voice. I appreciate her strength. And so um, I know her as Margaret, but you guys can, again, find her as the rapping principal. I'm, I'm sure if you just Google the rapping principal, especially, um, I think she's on YouTube. I, I believe there's some videos there, and um, she's definitely on Facebook a lot. <laughs> this reflection for me was a deep one because it didn't make me think no, that's correction. It did make me think. It made me think about my what my answers would be in a different way. And so 
I appreciated it. She tried to type type it to me, not tried to. She did type it to me, and I and and I wrestled with it because at first I was like, mm, do I should I just read this so that you guys get this this point of view? And then I was just like, no, let me let me one be bold enough to stand by my word that I needed this in um, with her own voice. But then when she gave it to me in her own voice, for me it was powerful, and so you know, I just appreciate it. I'm I'm looking to be able to connect with her more often as well, because I just think that there's so much for me to learn from her. Uh, and I'm trying to step out of my comfort zone. So hopefully she listened to this and realizing that, like, you know, I really need to get, get with you um, to, to do a little bit more growth, because I know you're going to make me do more than even where I'm prepared to go right now. So here is the rapping principle and her reflections for 2019 and where she looks to go in 2020. Something that I will give up from 2019, I will give up fear, fear of my own greatness, fear of loving again, and fear of failure. Something that I plan on doing in the new year, I plan to pursue a new professional goal to teach at a higher education institution, which I will be teaching one course in the spring. Uh, As a public school educator, I want to prepare future educators for what they really should expect when choosing this career path. I want them to understand that this work is far more than a career, but it is a true calling. A relationship that I would like to cultivate. I treasure my relationships as I do my own life. The one that I want to cultivate most is the relationship that I had with my best self. She's fierce, fabulous, ridiculously driven, and damn near frightening. Her at a 10 is definitely a relationship that needs consistent cultivating and constant nurturing. A movie that has greatly impacted me this year would be Harriet. This iconic movie will be my forever reminder to stay on the course to providing my school community with the fearless leadership that they need on the road to academic liberation. I want to help every student that enters my school to understand that literacy is their key to liberation. I want to be unwavering in my commitment to data-driven education, ensuring that outcomes improve for every student as well as every teacher in my school. Thank you for this time of reflection. Love you, sis. <sighs> we had that court situation with the white cop who shot both of Jean in his house. And then the daggone judge gave her a hug and the bailiff was combing her hair and they was all just trying to be so, you know, loving and caring and I and, and listen to me saying it in a tone don't get me wrong I think everybody should be treated with love and care I think that a lot of people jumped up into uh, got worked up because we know that black people do not receive that type of treatment and so it wasn't really so much that the judge was doing it it was just like this black judge this black plaintiff um you know, babying this white woman who clearly committed a crime. There really was, the the excuse that she gave was unacceptable for most people. And it just didn't seem right because it's unethical anyway for a judge to come down and start hugging, uh, what are they, um, I can't think of the name, like the, the suspect or, Whoever, whatever that that word is, I can't think of it. But for the judge to come down to 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 hug the accused, it just kind of it's not what they're supposed to do. You don't never see it no other time. And and when it was such a racial situation, it just kind it was just unsettling for so many. You know, but again, listen to that episode. I think that was a good episode because there was a lot to be 
to talk about in that one. We were talking about forgiveness and, you know, having mercy and all those type of things. And, I, you know, just check that one out, too, guys. Then Tiago had the nerve to tell all of the nation some personal information about his daughter. And, oh, T.I., T.I., T.I. T.I. is one of those people where he do so right one day and then he do so wrong the next. And you just be like, T.I., stop saying all your big words and sit down for a minute, brother, because it's just out of control like seriously it is out of control and I don't think that I think that he was misunderstood in some things but because he is such he still lives in a male toxicity city um, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. Like he, the the space in which his thought process comes from when it comes to his his role at, up against the women's role in life, as far as relationship and parenting go, is still in the in line with the male toxic and especially the urban male toxic thought process and we we got to see that even more because these people don't went that up on the red table talk and discussed this and I was just like oh T.I. this don't make you look good either I think Jada did a good job in, 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 in trying to express the feelings of a woman and I even think that Tiny this was the first time that I feel like I heard Tiny speak out in a way that made her look good but boy that red table talk for me wasn't a good look for them as a unit because it made even though Tiny spoke out a lot it also made us feel sorry for Tiny in many aspects I was happy that she you know there was a voice for her because I remember when the show when Tiny and T.I. first had the show come out I don't even know what it was called back then when it was really just more Tiny and oh it was called Tiny and Toya but when Tiny and Toya show came out years ago when T.I. first came out of prison Tiny had no voice like T.I. came home and it was just like sit yourself down and be submissive in the more abusive term of that um, use of that term and it just kind of was like dude like what's going on and I feel like he still kind of lives in that thought process and even though I also believe that he would like to be a person who can evolve from that it's hard for somebody who has had such control for a long time to let go of that control. And we saw that in this Red Table Talk. If you haven't seen it, go head on over to Facebook and look at it. Because that's all the time I'm giving to this in this episode. And last but not least was that Queen and Slim. That episode just came out. You guys can go right on ahead over and do it. What was very proud for me was that this was one this was the first group discussion that I was able to have and I think it turned out great. This one is on the podcast, but you can see the video over on the YouTube channel. There's also a follow-up because we had so much to discuss when we when I got the group together that there's another conversation about relationship that is also on the YouTube channel. It's called Just Saying Podcast as well. But this movie, to me, was a wonderful love story with a criminal content in the background and it's not the same for everybody and I understand that and you guys feel free to go ahead on and send your emails in to voice your opinion however I really would like for you guys to listen to that episode shoot let's not lie I want you guys to listen to all the episodes if you haven't 
heard one. Go on back now. You got many days. Some of y'all are on vacation. Some of y'all are doing long drives. Hit me up. Listen, see what I got to say. Talk back to me. Go ahead on and, uh, you know, write your emails out. Let me know how you're feeling. Leave me a message on an Instagram post. Whatever it is you're trying to do, let's get it, let's get it cracking. Let's get it popping because I'm out here in these internet streets coming with all kinds of stories and thoughts and all of those type of things. You know, this, this podcast has evolved over the year. This is, this is, uh, we're going into my third year. I don't have no voice no more. Like we're going into my third year of this, and I'm so excited for what's coming up. Um, it just has been great. Shout out to all the people who gave their insight and reflections throughout this podcast as well. I just want you guys to know that I am here to try to help everybody grow and let myself grow as well. I want to be able to talk about what's going on and I want to be able to interact with you guys. So this year, what I would like to do is to hear more from the the view, the listening audience. I would like to be able to share more and hopefully I'll be able to do like a, a live version of this podcast you guys let me know how you feel about that as you can email me at just saying podcast at gmail.com and let if you guys are down to come out to watch and to witness and participate in a live episode that can be done if um and so I would just greatly appreciate being able to do that. Don't forget the Patreon page is open. If you guys want to go ahead on and start doing that, that's where I will be doing most of the movie reviews will be on Patreon first. And so you guys want to know about that kind of stuff, show up and show out. Hey guys, you know, we did another podcast and I love doing this. It's going to just, you know, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank you all for being here. I want to thank all the newcomers, even if you knew today. Shout out for you for joining the community right at the end of the year so you can come into the new one. And don't forget, you can go head on over and you can go head on and scroll down. You can listen to all of the episodes. Find my growth. And when you get in your growth, you can go ahead on and find my growth. Let me know which episode impacted you greatly this year. That would be a great email to get. Because I'm out here ready to listen to you guys as I roll through these internet streets. And don't forget, guys, you don't have to take anything I say as fact. After all, I'm just saying. Hey, guys, this is the last episode of the year. I will be back January 7th with the new year, new episode. (laughs) So enjoy this one. I wanted to make sure it went out early just because New Year's Eve is next Tuesday and I plan on being busy. I hope you guys are busy. Have a safe and wonderful new year and we will see you in 2020.